welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me tonight, like usual, wearing his Kitty Pride shirt, mm-hmm. is my good friend Marty. Indeed. How are we doing tonight, Marty? I am doing uh, pretty good right now, actually. It's not not too bad. It's no, not too decent. bad. We'd like to apologize. My kid was under the weather. That's why I didn't get an episode on Wednesday. Right. But we're doing it tonight and Friday night for you folks out there in our wonderful listening land so you can have something to listen to this weekend. And it does make it better because I'm not halfway through my week and still pissed off at work. So True. Yeah. yeah. But we got some nice, we're taking it really casual tonight. So. Yeah. I don't know. I actually have jeans on tonight too, but that's mostly because I already had to go out in public. It's Instead cold outside. Why the fuck would you wear shorts or what? No, it was sweatpants. Like I've been rocking lately because I'm like, Ugh, what, you like my jeans. purple ones. Yeah, right. Kind of like yoga pants. Ooh, that's what my. Sexy. That's what the redhead called it. He said, "Oh, you're rocking the yoga pants." I'm like, dude, they're purple sweats. Leave me alone. <laughs> There's a difference, man. There's a they, difference. they have zippers on the pockets. Yoga pants, I don't think have no, pockets. No, not right? usually. I don't wear them, so I wouldn't know. Right. I've seen enough of them, but uh, I'm not usually looking at the side when it, when I see a pair of yoga pants. Uh, Marty, quit talking like that. I'm just talking about the cut, you know. The it's cut, just yeah, nice, right. Nice We're talking about the cut of the yoga pants. <laughs> no, uh, no, man, it's uh, been all right. It's cold as shit. Well, the week's it's, been kind of yeah. shitty anyway. Well, today, well, this week, dude, is just fucked fuck. up weather. Well, like actually, the last two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because like last week we lost Betty White. And Bob oh, Saget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this week we lose Meatloaf and now Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, yeah. My wife messaged me. She's like, oh, did you see Louis Anderson die? I'm like, what? See, I think that. Louis? No, it's like, you know, like when deaths, everybody, if anybody knows about death, they usually run in threes. Right, right, right. So, no offense, Meatloaf should have been the last one. So, why did Louis Anderson. Well, see, I'm thinking there was somebody right at the end of last year, but I can't pull it off the top. Me and my wife both are like, I think there was already one that was early December. That doesn't count. That's not this year. Well, it would count. No, what is? Well, Betty White wouldn't count then because she died in in December. Didn't okay, she? maybe she, I'm not going to argue the facts with you. <laughs> I don't remember, but uh, yeah, way, it's, no, it's it's uh, yeah, it was bad enough. Like I, I love meatloaf. Uh, people can talk all the shit there. As a little kid, the bat out of hell out, and it had been out a long time. I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I had the eight track. Of the oh movie. shit! Wow. I had I mean, the eight track. That went in my first car. That was uh, the first stereo system in my car. It was an eight track oh, that's player. Funny. Uh but no, man, I, I remember getting seeing that album and like the cover is just wicked Badass. gnarly demons. There's hellfire. I'm like, oh man, bad hell. This has gotta be some fucking mean stuff, man. This has gotta be brutal. <laughs> and and so I finally picked it up. I was like probably ten when I got it. So I mean it had been out for quite a while. But being a 10-year-old, you're not really all that up with music that's gone on before you. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sitting there in my room. I'm like, oh, putting the cassette in. I'm like, oh, man, this is, I, I may lose my soul tonight listening to this. This is going to be some evil shit. Look at that cover. And it starts playing, and I'm like, okay, well, it's it's a slow song. Everybody has, like, a ballad. Even Kiss has, like, ballads and stuff. Next song. Another relatively slow song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, it's like, look at butt out of hell. And I'm just like, what, what, what is going on? And it was the last time I listened to the album. I'm like, this is horse shit. And threw it to the side. Because I'm like, a cover like that, this should be just mean, heavy stuff. 
it was not. It was my first lesson on on advertising. False advertising. You know, I was like, man, how many of those other really cool albums covers that I've seen are, are just well? Like that was this? the thing. Back but it wasn't till later that I actually had heard uh, uh, Paradise on the radio again. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, I know this. And this is Meatloaf. And I actually dug the tape out and listened to it. And a friend of mine has a theory that Meatloaf is a dude that if you listen to him before you've had sex. You aren't going to like him. You're not going to like it. Once you've had sex, you're like, oh, yeah, no, man, I get it, Meatloaf. I get it. Because, yeah, after that, I was like. So you still don't like Meatloaf? I, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Myself, I count. But, yeah, no, I was like, oh, no, man, this guy's fucking great. This guy's vocals are amazing. And, oh, God, this came out in 79. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was late seventies, I think. When Fuck, it I, was a, yeah. I, was, I was young. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I I, I grew to really love uh, Meatloaf. His vocals were amazing. Even older, his vocals were amazing. Oh yeah, he was a pretty good actor too. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was, was in well, well, Wacky Horror Pitch shows. Oh, yeah, yep, you yep, think yep. that's where he's most notably for him. Then he was in that, like no, Black Dog, Black Dog with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. But like, yeah, in my car, I had this is the eight tracks. I had three eight tracks. Right. I had Kiss. I think it was Detroit Rock City, maybe. In a Gata Devita, Iron Butterfly. Oh, Iron Butterfly, yeah. That's the only song I could ever play on that one. Oh, then yeah. I had Meatloaf. Hell yeah. And he used to say after six months of the summer I got some money saved up, I ripped out the 8-track yeah, right, right. tape player. <laughs> Funny thing is, like I when I was in high school, it was early 90s. I had I had a, a girl I knew. She had this uh, like 85 Monte Carlo. And she still had an 8-track in that thing. She was like a year younger than me. And she had actually, her, her dad, I believe, had rigged up a way that she could burn CDs and record them onto her 8-tracks. That'd be cool as fuck. Yeah. So she's like, I was like, what the fuck? She gave me a ride one time so we were going somewhere. And I was like, is, it, is that a fucking 8-track? She's like, yeah. But this is pretty cool. Shoves it in. I'm like, okay. And it was something new. I'm like, they make eight tracks. She's like, no. My dad has this thing where we can record my CDs and I stuff. I would love it. to know what that I was is. Like, that'd oh, be, dude. That would really confuse a lot of kids nowadays. Oh, God, no one yeah. would ever steal your stereo. Oh, God, no. No, oh, no God, one. Because no. if you had an eight track player, no one would take your stereo. Yeah, my, my only playing with eight tracks, we had like a. My parents had it from the 70s, the big tower uh, 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 stereo system. Stereo system. So it had turntable. Yeah, it's a big word for whatever time it is. Eight tracks. They had a whole stack of eight tracks. I usually didn't listen to the eight tracks because I didn't quite understand how that worked as a five-year-old. But, you know, albums I understood. A record LP, I understood how that worked. So I listened to those a lot. We had a lot of eight tracks when I was a little kid. Never listened to them. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is Beatles' greatest hits on vinyl. Yeah, I'm going to put that on and listen (laughs) to it. But... well, also, besides people dying, which is always a bad thing. Right. I got a report sent to me. Yes. Yeah. I got a UFO report, like, from two days ago yeah. from a couple of our listeners. Well, they're actually close friends of mine. Yep. I don't know if they listen to my program or not. But <laughs> they, they're not that close. They, they're they cl- they're like, very close. To me. <laughs> they're, they're close enough to know not to listen to me. Hey, hey. But, <laughs> yeah, they sent me a UFO report. They just seen, like, two days ago. And I'm, we'll, I'll, we'll tell, talk more about it. So, as soon as I get more information right. about it, because they actually drew pictures of that and everything, and like I'm gonna get a little bit more information out of it, maybe go visit where they saw it to yeah. see get visualization of what they could could or could not have seen. Right. But it was very interesting. They sent Marty the picture and yeah, told him about it. Really intriguing. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
I had never quite heard anything quite like this. No, I haven't. I have never because I went on the National UFO Reporting Center and yeah. see if anybody reported anything. And they haven't reported anything for a couple months on there for South Dakota. Oh, okay. But I didn't. I'd looked up. They have like a breakdown of like shapes, all those right, like ten right. things. I'm like, other. I went on other. It was like three thousand <laughs> some listings. I'm like, oh, shit. oh good lord, that took me five hours to go through. Oh, I can imagine, man. I'm like looking for the keywords that were given to me right. in the report. I'm like. None of these match. And I didn't notice it, actually, in the first when they sent me the hand-drawn picture. Yeah. I didn't notice it at first. I'm like, okay. I didn't see it. Then I zoomed in on the picture because it's just a picture taken on the phone. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's, what they it's, described. Yeah, it's just, yeah, from your description you gave me, I was like, what? Yeah. I racking my brain that and for tire first night, kind of going, okay, well, maybe... No, that's not quite like that. And I've where they're at, this. it wasn't city lights as far as I no, can tell because no. on the road there, it's pretty desolate. Yeah, it, well, even that whole area. There well, South Dakota, everything's yeah, pretty desolate. Yeah. So. And, I mean, the town they're around isn't that big, and it doesn't take that far away. To Plus, you're going the away from the town anyway. Exactly. They're going the opposite yeah, direction of that town. towards it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, when we get a little more info from them and that, uh, we'll probably go into... We'll put the pictures on Instagram oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, we'll show but you. yeah, it was interesting as hell. It's like, ooh, I haven't had anything that interesting for me this week. Well, more interesting stuff we're going to talk tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about the goat sucker. Goat sucker, indeed. The goat sucker, chupacabra. He is going to be our topic of discussion tonight. And I, I do like chupacabra, man. Uh, we'll get into that. We may have to have an argument later. Yeah, man, some of that it may not end well, but. <laughs> the chupacabra well technically if you if you go to wikipedia you type in chupacabra Ew. you get the lizard looking one yeah and if you go if you look at the american southwest it's more like a dog one yes so we're gonna first focus on the lizard one yeah then we'll hop to the dog one then we'll get into theories about what we think it could possibly be. right 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 but basically it's really it's confusing on here because they show the picture on Wikipedia that I copied and pasted this from Wikipedia. It says physical descriptions of the creature vary, with some describing it as more dog-like, particularly in the Southwest United States, while others describe it as a reptilian alien-like, like in Puerto Rico and Latin America. Some reports it as being a heavy creature the size of a small bear with rows of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my question, my first question is, let's let's screw semantics. Is either a lizard? Does it two legs or four legs? So right, could it be two different creatures? Uh, here here's my thing. And my fingernails are uh, sharp as hell. <laughs> uh, much like my toes, poor socks. But uh, no, here's the thing. Uh, chupacabra. I I have a personal affinity towards chupacabra. You're uh, a goat sucker? No. Well, I mean, I suck goats off, but that's, we don't, that's a okay, whole different Marty, Marty, we're going to get banned here if we talk about right, right, reality, all right? We're going to get that. demonetized. Damn it. Don't do that. But, uh, no, uh, it, it's all, all the other cryptids, the, the great cryptids, Loch Ness, uh, Sasquatch, Mothman, all of these happened before I was around. So I'm just seeing... The aftermath of, hey, these things have been talked about for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. I was around when this thing really blew up. You know, okay. I, mean, we I was going to say you kind were of when the it blew beginnings up. <laughs> of uh, how this thing kind of grew. And, and over time, I got really confused. 
because all the initial stuff was out of Latin America, starting in Puerto Rico, pretty much. Uh, and it was about 95 or so is when this kind of blew up. And I was 20 years old at the time, 20. And uh, it was always a, a large reptilian, uh, the spikes on its back, attacking animals. And, small and animals. Small well, animals. Depends. It was like small animals. Right. Most of the reports were like chickens. Chicken. But there's occasionally something that got allegedly attacked like and killed like sheep. It, right. So. But most, most of the early stuff was small game. I yeah. mean, it was rabbits, house cats, small house dogs, uh, chickens, things like that. So, I mean, I, I remember like 95, we didn't have a lot of paranormal shows like we do now. There were some, and I, I credit that to, like, X-Files had been out now at that point, like, two years, and it kind of blown up a new resurgence on the weird and, and wild stuff out there. Because the early years was all reptilian, and then it seemed like late 90s, early 2000s, all of a sudden we start having these dog discussions. I'm like, what? That, that, that it can't be the same thing, because nothing is going to transform from lizard creature yeah lizard like to, to a a you dog know, quadrupedal dog but yeah i mean it just i i like i said i i think it uh goes along those same lines the longer something is around kind of like with mothman the very early stuff was just simply it attacked these people and then i think over time people start adding their own stuff or even lumping other things in with it yeah to be like oh no it's a portent of of Danger, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it's to me the chupacabra is the the lizard type that was Puerto Rico, Latin America, even into southern Mexico. Do a bit with some of the stories. Yeah, Wikipedia does a pretty good job of disproving yeah. everything because <laughs> yeah, it says on here there are reports of stray Mexican hairless dogs often being mistaken for chupacabras. Right. Which, if you look, they're dead ringers. Oh yeah, let's just get into it. It's like. No, yeah, let's just do that. Uh, the chupacabras that everybody sees in the Southwest. Yeah. It's you got, because like even around here, dogs, farmers' dogs will breed with coyotes. And you get, yeah, you get, it happens. Because we have like, a, well, in the past, we used to have a problem. We had this big dog and it bred with some coyotes. And we could tell what coyotes it bred with yeah. because it had a big poofy tail. And these coyotes usually don't. And it was like of a dark, dark color. Yeah. I'm like... There are some of your kids we gotta go shoot now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, man. This is gonna happen. But there is that Mexican breed of hairless dogs, like a Zolo or the Sholo, yeah, the Sholo. And then things are awesome looking animals. Oh yeah. But if they were to breed with a coyote, it's yeah. gonna kind of that. Plus, a lot of them could be mange. So I'm pretty yep. sure the southwestern ones in America are nothing but dogs. Yeah, uh, it's. Like I said, the the first footage I remember seeing, I think it was the sheriff's department down in Texas, had that footage of one running along the side of the road. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, I don't think it's a chupacabra. But that's a weird fucking animal. Because it's, it's a bizarre-looking animal. It doesn't look like a straight-up dog. doesn't look like straight-up coyote. It's it's almost hairless. And no, for, it was completely hairless. And for a few years, I, I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. And then, yeah, I, I came across a picture of this... It's, it's a Mexican hairless dog. It, it is an old breed that, uh, like, the, the Aztecs and that actually kept these dogs around. And seeing a picture of one of these, yeah, it's X-O-L-O. Uh, it actually has a longer name, but I won't dare try to pronounce it because it's a lot of wild They're a beautiful-looking dog. And, oh, they also, yeah. 
And like, then but you as soon it, as I saw that thing, I was like, that looks a lot like the quote chupacabra they saw running along the side of the goddamn road in Texas. Yeah, I, I found it funny too. I found it funny too. The officer said, "I've never seen an animal like this before." I'm like, "It looks like a fucking dog, dude." Yeah. Can you just say dog? It looks like a dog. Well, and, and that was the thing, too. It was like, yeah, it's dog-like. And, and like I said, when you look at it, my, my first reaction is it is a canine of some kind, but it's not an easily recognizable dog unless you've seen one. Yeah. Once I saw a picture of one, I'm like, oh, no, that's absolutely what they had. At least maybe a crossbred version of one running down the side of the road. It has the, the, the scruffy little bits of hair on its head. And it's skinless, dark colored. Yep. And it, it looked just like one of these goddamn dogs. And, and also, like, funny mm. thing, too, if you look up about that, whatever, Cholo dogs, some of them, with like a, they have a litter, like two hairless male yeah. and female have a litter. Sometimes there's dogs of the same, born with hair. It's not yeah. always hairless, it's just been promoted more or domesticated yeah, yeah, more yeah. to where they kind of force they want the hairless right. part of this animal because it's and, unique. it's like a manx cat yeah yeah and same with the dark color there is actually light colored ones yep. that look a lot more like a dog than the dark but they're less scary looking yeah than the dark skinned ones but the dark ones are so fucking awesome. oh they're they're oh. a wicked dog yeah looking into them oh yeah. dude that's a wicked they're expensive little fuckers but yeah but they also they also <laughs> they're like a wicked dog what this didn't help this whole process was that t- lady down in texas yes she's like Oh, it had blue eyes. Well, it's not uncommon, but these Zolos are also born with blue yes. eyes. It's not that uncommon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like it's the only canine breed that has blue eyes. Huskies, Malamutes, all of yeah. those are, are blue-eyed dogs. Yep. No different than finding a cat that is yellow, green, or blue. It's Genetically, it happens. What? Eyes. Oh, I thought you meant color. I'm like, no, oh, no, no, yellow, no, green, or blue cat. No, somebody no. died it. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty cool, actually. But, no, but yeah, no, I mean, I would say the acid's kicking in and I have yeah, a bad right, right. flashback. <laughs> that's what's in my drink. But no, uh, but like, like the blue eyes is, I would say, a recessive trait in those dogs. Same with like, at this point, the, the haired version of them is a recessive trait, but it does still pop up. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Genetics and animals. Cats are probably a lot weirder and less easy to to map out than a dog, but still, the dogs' recessive traits will still pop out. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at this point, there are even corgis. They're known for not having tails, but there are whole batches of them that come out with full long tails. That'd be really weird looking. Yeah, they're they're, the they're kind of goofy looking when you see them when you're used to a no-tailed corgi, <laughs> but it it still that still happens. It's still in their genetic makeup that that will pop out so yeah to have the blue eyes i mean yeah it's not super common in in dogs but it's there that the oh, genetic yeah. trait is there it will pop in and out depending on how no, things so mix basically up. what we're saying is all the chupacabra signs no offense to anybody who's seen one pretty sure you saw just a wild dog yeah that is just pretty much we're playing the skeptic we're playing pretty much skeptics right now oh, about yeah, the yeah. chupacabra in the southwest yeah america now now there there have been attacks on animals down there which is not uncommon with feral animals yes but i mean some of the the weird stuff with them maybe there is something else going on out there i'm not saying there isn't something that's been attacking these things but i think a lot of people have automatically jumped to here's this weird dog we've been finding that's what's killing our stuff. Well, you don't have any real proof of that. 
Even when you go into, say, some of the reports of of the animals that have been attacked by even the reptilian goat sucker, a lot of the early reports like, oh, it's completely drained of blood. That's not true. Uh, A lot of those bodies of animals they were found, it still had plenty of blood in them. Blood had been sucked out of them. But I think once it goes into the the media and that kind of cycle of, it's a much uh, grander story if it's completely (laughs) exsanguinated and drained. But most of them weren't. I mean, now they had puncture wounds, and blood was apparently drank from them, but they weren't completely empty. No. So what we're going to do now is, since we've kind of gone off track, we're going to do the Chupacabra timeline right. of information on the Chupacabra. We're going to start in the mid-1970s. The first sightings in the mid-1970s of Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. Signs of what may have been a condor linked to a rash of mutilated cattle. Blood re- was removed to the last drop. All right, how in the hell is that even in the Chupacabra timeline? That's a goddamn Thunderbird. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it's uh, listed up as like I'm just, a giant Okay, I need, I need to clarify this. I got this off the internet. If you type in Chupacabra, which right. is spelt wrong because it has two Ps instead of one, timeline, and it's by Lowry Williams. No offense against this person, but I just copied and pasted it. Right. This is the information that I'm using. I mean, may- maybe they threw it in there because of the the modus of, of death. You know what I mean? The the mm. uh, drinking of all the blood. But to me, that that is... It kind of it's something else. Right. To, to, to me, that, that falls more into to Thunderbird territory. Flying... Or Petrosaur. Yeah. T- yeah. Yeah, whatever. Flying pterodactyl. Yeah. Then also we're going to go early 1970s, Brownsville, Texas. I don't know why they went from mid to early, but I'm just reading a list. <laughs> early 1970s, Brownsville, Texas. Rancher finds a bull dead. No blood around it. No tracks. What? That's Sorry, that's pretty vague to me. Yeah, it, it also... <laughs> that also could easily be thrown into any number of reports of just... Or your standard cattle mutilations too. Yep. It's the same thing. Doesn't it's just there a, again? It's not necessarily <laughs> anything pointing to it being a, a chupacabra. Now we're gonna get into the juicy stuff. We're going to Puerto Rico. Hell yeah! Actually, Puerto Ricans are really cool people. Oh yeah. I used to work with a bunch of them. Yeah. And I, mean, I got well. I said I. I, just, I they know I'm into weird shit. The biggest right. thing. The biggest thing with me is when I worked with them. It's like you never smile. I'm like. I work fucking here. Why would I smile? Right. There's no reason for me to be happy while I'm punched in. And they like one time I said, "What? Are, you know what you guys know about the chupacabra?" And they like, "Oh yeah." They start laughing and making fun of me. I'm like, then one of them comes up to me and says, "You should check out the reports of the stone gargoyle scene in Puerto Rico." Uh, yeah. I'm like, what? I haven't heard shit about that. But that's a different episode. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, a kid I was working with for a little while. He's at a different place now was uh from puerto rico and he was super into he's actually i think is one of the one of our listeners uh but uh yeah he he's like super into weird stuff and he was showing me all kinds of crazy videos he's like oh and a lot of it's latin america stuff like a duende yeah the duende the the uh tiny people in mexico just creepy videos uh yeah he'd show me that stuff he's like oh man have you seen this no. I don't want to. Some of that right. couple of videos, I'm like, uh-uh, fuck that. No, nope, nope. Not, not doing it. He's, like, my, yeah, he's, if, he's if on my like kid, different... If my kid, if that, like that one street scene I think you're talking oh, about, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's got like these four or five street tops, yeah. they're like bullshit, and all of a sudden like, what's that? And they see this little dude walk out from yeah, behind. Like 12 inch. 12 inch high dude. 
and they get scared because it runs toward them. I'm like, dude, I don't care if that's an infant. I'm gonna punt it across. Oh the yeah, road. no. Not but that yeah. I, not that I want anybody to hurt their child. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, man. He he was on a lot of different sites than what we have up here. Because I mean, that's and, and you know stuff that I don't. I I look at Google or whatever. Yeah. He had Latin American sites that he goes to and they had videos i had never seen before i was like oh dude can you get some links for them so you can watch oh that. i know oh it's ridiculous but either way we're in 1994 puerto rico four or six little grays found under a bed and chased out of a house with a broom reported by joyce murphy see that's why you never mess mess with hispanic women because they'll take a broom after you know oh, your yeah. ass yeah. they don't care if you're an yeah. alien or not no especially if they find you underneath the bed <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, you probably don't want to be hiding there, man. Then you got March 11th, 1995, Orovcovis. Eight sheep found dead. The animals had three strange marks or puncture holes in the chest and were described as completely drained of blood. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the, that's actually like the first time you start you start hearing about the punctures. Yep, yeah. Like in 95 from Puerto yep. Rico. That's where that gets thrown into the Chupacabra story. Yep, and that's where it kind of... Uh, Blew up on a bigger stage. Nineteen August, nineteen ninety five, Cavanas, Puerto Rico. Chupacabra blamed for the deaths of about one hundred and fifty animals. That's a lot. But that could be over like, yeah. But what type of animals are you talking about? Right, right. Over how many? Is that just at one spot? Yeah, or is it over a larger area? Because you got to think, Puerto Rico isn't that really that big. No, but one hundred fifty animals is a lot of animals. Yeah, it is. November 19th, 1995, Puerto Rico. The chupa is blamed in the death of dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, and even horses and cows. Said to have been ripped open, said to have ripped open the bedroom window of a house in the north central city of Quagas, destroyed a stuffed teddy bear, and left a puddle of slime and a piece of rancid white meat on the windowsill. It had hairy arms, huge red eyes, and in another attack it came at about 7 a.m. It just showed up and poof, it vanished. Yep. See, now you, the story's evolving. Yes. Because now they're talking about having the red eyes. That's what's coming in now. Yep. And it's actually bipedal because it's talking about arms. Yep. Then also, November 19, 1995, 35 times in three months, Canovas, sorry for anybody from Puerto Rico, I cannot, Canovanas, Puerto Rico resident, saw in one afternoon in his backyard when it came out of the brush and bit the family dog. Oh. I think it belongs to the monkey family, but it isn't a monkey exactly. He said, it ran like a monkey and was about four feet tall and didn't have a tail. Again, it's the story's evolving. Yeah. December 7th, 1995, near Guanica, Puerto Rico. Unusually bloodless death of chicken and cows. December 14th, 1995. 95 is a really busy year. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Nagobu on the east coast, several cage rabbits were found dead with holes in their neck area without a drop of blood. Other rabbits had disappeared. Near rabbit cage was a track with three-toed claws. Now we get the three-toed claws. Yep. December 5th, 1995, Puerto Rico. In one year, it is thought responsible for at least 1,000 killings of goats, sheep, cattle, chickens, and other animals. There are many eyewitnesses account the creature is four to six feet tall. Remember that number, folks. Walks upright, is not humanoid, is not humanoid, has large oval alien type eyes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> December 19, 1995, Puerto Rico. Animals died as a result of a single puncture mark found on the some part of the body, which apparently drained them of blood. 
One photo shows a Siamese cat with a puncture mark through its skull. Ah, poor cat. Uh, Siamese cats are kind of pains in the ass. They are, they are kind of twat. <laughs> December 18, 1995, Puerto Rico. Local tabloid, Vocario, echoed the possibility that giant vampire bats had infiltrated the island in a cargo shipment proceeding from South America. Normal-sized bats are fairly common in the Caribbean. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm just waiting for Bat Boy to show up here. Please. Oh, hell yeah. That, that's boy. it. That's it. He went on a vacation to Puerto Rico, got bored, yep. or got hungry, got hungry, and it was Bat Boy. Ah, oh, the bad boy. Well, December 21st, 1995, 3, 3 a.m. near Guanica, Puerto Rico. 44-year-old Oswald Colito Rosado. How come these people always have like three or four damn names? Was washing a car. He was grabbed He was grabbed from behind. He tried to fight off the intruder and saw a black-haired gorilla about five feet tall, which ran off. Rosado had cuts on his abdomen, possibly torn by fingernails or claws. All right. So now we got a giant ape running around. Well, not really a five foot tall ape. Right, right. But even that'd be kind of scary. Yeah, it's, uh. Now we're going to go get this. I, you don't know where I'm going to go with this one. This is on this list. December 21st, 1995. Kalamath Falls. That'd be like in Washington. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Kalamath Falls. Maybe that is in Puerto Rico. That could be. Pregnant heifer dead with her right ear gone, high cut from her face, the tongue cut lengthwise along the top of the teeth, all four teeth removed, leaving black circles on the surface of the udder, and the rectum and vagina cut out in a neat keyhole cut. No blood of any excisions or on the ground. That's a straight up just weird ass cattle mutilation. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not a chupacabra thing. I was going to say, that, that checks off damn near every goddamn classic cattle mutilation box. Yep. Then December 26, 1995, we're almost to the end of the year in this for the Chupacabra sightings. Early morning hours, Puerto Rico, Torcila Baja region. Woman heard strange sounds in her house and a dog barking. Siamese cat found dead with genitals removed, two guinea hens with their throats slit, a chicken with perforations, and four ducks and four rabbits dead in their cages. All right, if there was something killing guinea hens, that's a badass little creature. Wow. Because guineas are evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. They will attack you. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're vicious little shit. I had a farmer, I had a neighbor, he had, and he had guineas. Yeah. They were the ugliest looking animals. Yep. And they are mean. Yeah, they're vicious little shits. December 26, 1995, also Puerto Rico. San German, 11 goats found dead. January 4th, 1996, Isabella County, Michigan. Eight cats found frozen and dead. Two were skinned of their hide from head to To hose. All were black and white Holsteins and about a week old. Uh, that's weird. I'm not sure how that hooks into a chupacabra. <laughs> Chupy choop, but uh then they go into another one in Calamath Falls, Oregon. That's another straight up what they talk about here is a one week old calf, dead, mutilated, right ear had been cut off, entire skull has been removed. Alright, I'm trying to figure that out. One week old dead calf, dead and mutilated, right ear had been cut off. Right. The entire skull had been removed. How would you know if the right ear is gone? Right, the if they skull? find the right ear laying on the ground, okay. maybe. The 96th of March, Northwest Miami rural area. Something killed about 40 animals. One woman saw a dog-like figure standing up and with two short hands in the air, like waving like he didn't care. Oh wow! <laughs> that would explain that video that came out a few months back of that strange 
dog-like creatures in Florida, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, hell yeah. Not the Dobby thing, yeah, yeah. but there's also one, like, there's a lizard one, like a raptor, yeah. and also a dog-like one that was seen, like, yeah. three or four months ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. that makes sense. It all ties together. It's all there. May 2nd, 1996, Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. Pet goat dead with three puncture wounds in its neck. Six-year-old goat found with tail telltale marks of the chupacabra. That's it, case closed. Are, are they, though? Yeah. May 2nd, 1996, Juarez, Mexico. Many small animals, dogs, etc. have met with a tall animal. Have met with this tall animal. Like being with three toe feet, hands, and haunches with the forearms suspended at chest level. Very similar to a kangaroo. It has a row of spikes or straight feather-like projections from its head and down to its back and rise. Yeah, I'm done talking these cause about these. are all pretty much the same description. Yeah. People are probably getting sick of me and babbling about dates. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is like a, ha- it's like a grab bag. Yeah. It's like something happens like, oh, there's no blood, so it's a chupacabra. But in the, in the paranormal world, a lot of them cases you're talking about, I would say, were cattle mutilations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Like it would be said, misidentification of something that didn't belong. Yep, yep. Yeah, they checks the marks for just, like, right down the, the checklist, man. Just like, yeah. boom, 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 boom. So now we should get into the conspiracies of what everybody thinks the Chupacabra is or right. what caused it. What is your theories there, Marty? About what do you think the Chupacabra is? Like, did the government create it? Because there's a bunch of random, random oh, yeah, stuff. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I lean more towards it is an experiment of some kind that has gotten out. I'm not sure. From where I know we do have different stuff in that area. Um, I, I do believe it was is some form of hybrid that mm-hmm. scientists have created. Um, I do think it is a real thing. I think. You, you see, like we talked with, with just going through that first year of all the differences that get added to, to yep. this description. And I think you, f- you find that pretty common, especially when you're, when you're dealing with something new. Um, at, at 95, that thing was the focal point of, of paranormal cryptid stuff in the world. Oh, yeah, that was like the It was the, the story. You know, we're talking uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think it's one of those where people probably did have something happen, but they embellish it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and over time, that just gets added onto it. Um, I, I think we've seen that in a lot of different stuff, where the original story, even a year or two later, the, the new sightings if you will, are completely different because well, it's technically if you added. look it up, there hasn't been any sightings of the Chupacabra in Puerto Rico since 95, 96. Yeah. It, it died. It just, off. he just died. Yeah. It, it, he went on it, vacation. He came yeah. to America. Yeah. He, he came to America and became Four-legged. a, a, a canid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I honestly, I lean towards it. It is something that we created somewhere. Well, the people of the internet happen to disagree with you, Martin. Oh, yeah. No, there's lots of... I went up and I looked up conspiracies about what the Chupacabra is. Right. And some of them are a little out there. Some I can give a little validation to, but some are really out there. Yeah. yeah. Some people believe that the Chupacabra is actually a demon 
summoned by satanic cultists. Yeah, yeah. And the blood lady is something that they offer to him. That's why he's killing all these animals. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd also heard that one is... uh, He's going on this because they didn't fulfill their end of the bargain. So he's killing so he's all their getting lives. his his stuff his way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this one really threw me off. I have never heard this theory oh. before. Chupacabras are future humans. Another bizarre, oh. bizarre theory claims that chupacabras come from the future. According to those who believe in this theory, chupacabras are an actual fact future humans. Huh. These future humans are our children who have traveled from the future to warn us about our behavior. It is believed that Chupacabra wants to somehow stop the chemical crisis that will occur in the future. This chemical crisis will supposedly make our children evolve into monstrous human beings. Chupacabras. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll teach them a lesson. Let's kill those fucking chickens. Yeah. They'll, they'll know now. Now, I, I don't entirely throw out ideas of future humanity coming back. I don't think they are a, a four to six foot lizard <laughs> killing random wild livestock. Yeah. Um, in in other spheres of talk, I, I will put in the uh, yeah okay this this is something that could be a human from the future, not in the chupacabra talk. I yeah. I, I, I just don't. Well, no one wants the government cover up. Which yep, me and Marty yep. totally believe the government can do, but they're not that intelligent. <laughs> some people that some people believe that the government is well aware of the chupacabra in existence. However, according to these people, both the government and the mass media have conspired to keep their knowledge of the chupacabra to themselves. As they're not our people. No, they just use it for fucking ratings during the whole nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Let's not okay. Keep this to yourself, but talk about it. Yeah, it's not yeah, really a government cover up. At the media's no, talking about I, it, folks. No, it, no. it's just. Yeah, the the credulity of that is just too much for me. Chupacabras were created by genetic manipulation. I can kind of put a little stock in that. I can go on that. Some people claim that Chupacabra has been created by extremely sophisticated genetic manipulations, and these manipulations have been created by none other than humans, or rather human agencies. It has been said that Dr. Chishan Chakin, a Chinese-Russian scientist, has created an electronic system that allows him to take the bio energetic fields of DNA of living organisms and transfer them electronically to other organisms. I put stock in that because yeah. a lot of people, okay, my philosophy in life is if I if people still read the newspaper, which you should, to keep your public newspaper going, if you got right. one in your town, like Watertown, whatever happened to the public opinion? I've seen the buildings for sale. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing if all of their stuff is kind of being done from home and they're just going somewhere else. But uh, by the way, okay, my whole philosophy is if you read the newspaper, like I've said before in a couple episodes, the interesting articles are only a paragraph long and on page eight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I remember reading like in the paper, I want to say it was like USA Today. It was only a paragraph long, but the Chinese are really smart motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Because they actually came out and said, yes, we made a human that has rabbit DNA. Yeah. They have, they, they used rabbit. They put rabbit DNA into a human. They actually grew from a test tube. Yes. Impregnated a woman. And this man has, ra- he's part rabbit. Yeah. yeah. And this you're happened during the was, 90s. Yeah. Now, uh, especially when, when you're looking at back in that time period, uh, China and Russia were working pretty openly together. Yeah. And Russia, let's be real, has a long history of 
genetic experiments of things they've tried to do. Uh, the, the the bear army that they tried to create. Oh yeah, we heard that one. There were there were stories that have come out that they were genetically trying to mix bear and people into these abominable. That souls. explains that did... good ass movie they came out that was the rip off of the Avengers where it had to do with the were bear. Oh yeah yeah yeah, um, but yeah they also had uh, the the ape soldier. Experiments. That was creepy as hell, and they actually quit that because it actually worked. Yeah, it was working. According to you know a lot of these, uh, uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but but some of the uh, the information that's come out on some of these studies, it was actually working, and they even got scared at what they were doing and went like yeah, their, their ethical button actually yeah. kind of like oh shit, we yeah, stop it, that. And how how bad? I mean, this was like so super... they must. I bet you the guy who just probably stopped it, they probably gonna say, "I'm watching Planet of the Apes." I'm like, oh shit, let's yeah. stop now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is super Cold War era too. Yeah, and and, and Russia was pretty ruthless with a lot of their stuff in that era. Mm-hmm. And for it to to scare them away from doing it, yeah, it had to be pretty that's goddamn. A, that's bad. a big red flag in my book. But yeah, so. I mean, and and like I said, they have shared information scientifically between each other with different experiments, and there really isn't that much of a uh, world eye on China with what they do. I mean, it's all blacked out anyway because yeah. even our podcast hasn't reached them wonderful folks yet. Oh, right, and it, it's it's they keep their stuff pretty close to the belt, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that I mean we have intelligence. Don't agencies. you mean close to the chest? Yeah, well, no one whatever. wants to be close to your belt, Marty. That's true. Nobody yeah. does. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it's there's a lot of things I think that even today they are doing. Even Russia, I think to some extent, there's a lot even of stuff. Us. Let's, let's oh, be God, honest, us. everybody. If, if I put us at the top of the list of doing horrible shit. <laughs> Sheep squatch. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I totally, that is really kind of the camp I go down. I don't know who did it. I, I don't have any proof of like, oh, this scientist. But I think that's, in my opinion, that is what the original Chupacabra was. Is it's it's an experiment that got out. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be far off on this next theory then. Chupacabras are a secret government weapon. Weird. One of the bizarres. I don't know how this guy, the guy who wrote this article, say this is a bizarre theory. One of the more bizarre theories concerning the chupacabra claims that the monster is actually a weapon. According to the proponents of this theory, the chupacabra was created by the government, supposedly by the government intended or intends to unleash a bunch of chupacabras onto its land so it can kill all the fucking turkeys. That is going to just slaughter. <laughs> the chupacabra would then destroy the enemy's food supplies or perhaps just to create an environment of fear. Right, right. Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, unless, I mean, you're gonna, unless you're trying to terrorize turkeys or chickens. Well, I, I could see them trying that, <laughs> but not going through with all of it when they start figuring out it's, it's just attacking small game. Although, th- there is a lot of weird shit we and other countries have done as far as fear-mongering and, and to use that psychologically as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did just literally get done talking about them using ape soldiers as weapons. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's not that... Out of the ordinary. I mean, even even like uh, LSD. It wasn't to be used as a weapon per se, but the idea was to create a super soldier who would not feel pain and would just keep going. See, but the- they found that's not what it did. But uh, that was the initial idea behind some of those experiments we were doing. Yeah, but the Nazis kind of beat that to them because they actually created meth to create the first super soldier because yes. they used meth. To keep their soldiers up for days at a time. Yeah. 
<laughs> and there were a lot of them that got fucked up yeah. really bad, like like mentally. It broke parts of their None of this brains. stuff we're saying, like with LSD and meth, we don't promote drug use. No. But it's our it's, gar- the governments the of the world have already tried it. It's yeah. history. There's no way around it. Like, like I said, LSD, that's how that came out I had, was CIA I had, Again, at work I had somebody yell at me because of an episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're like, how can you talk about this? I'm like, that's just wrong what you're saying. I can't remember exactly because the guy made no damn sense. Because I'm right, like, right. He's one of them younger kids. He's probably about 20. Uh, yeah. I'm like... They don't teach history in school, I don't think, anymore. No, no, there's a lot of that stuff they don't. I'm like, they just go look it up in history. Go Google this, and it yeah. will come up. I feel really bad for saying that, but just Google the shit, and it will come up. Right. It, 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 this, in this day and age, all that is out there. Um, yeah, and, and there is a lot of stuff that they're not getting shown in history class. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that was stuff that we found on our own because we learned other stuff in history and, and found this tangent on our own and went, oh, shit. Yeah, this leads to a really bad spot. <laughs> We're not saying things that aren't aren't true when it comes to things like that. It's, it's shit we know that the country's done. Yeah. You can invoke the Chupacabra with the help of, a, of an infernal rite. Did you know that? Yeah, we're back to the demon. Yep. It's the writer, like, uh, get this, the writer Nick Redfern believes the Chupacabra could be a supernatural creature. According to Redfern, when he was traveling across Puerto Rico in an attempt to learn more about the legendary monster, he was told by natives that the Chupacabra is a supernatural creature from another realm. To see the Chupacabra, one has to perform a strange ritual. Redfern was told that about secretive figures who held infernal rites in the middle of the night and who sacrificed goats, chickens, in an attempt to invoke the Chupacabra. But inviting the Chupacabra into the world is not <laughs> into our world is not that hard. Trying to figure out where I know it's, that name from. Mick Redfern, he's a big dude. I got like three of his books over here. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say he's he's an he's author a he does like kind. he's an author. He does like Men in Black one. He's yeah, really good yeah. I like his stuff. He's yep. then it's like goes into Chupacabra. Where the I, wait? I, oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. In 2016, word spread that the remains of a monster Chupacabra were found in the Carpathian Mountains in Ukraine. What? <laughs> Whoa, well, that's that's new. I had not heard that. Yeah, that is actually a new one. I have not heard that before. No. Then it goes into more like Chupacabra's supernatural. It's a vampire bat. Uh, I don't think bats aren't do very well once they hit the ground because actually they they are effective. <laughs> this is a funny story. We have bats around here, little brown oh, yeah, bats, yeah. and. We have a pool, in the, a bigger pool in the backyard. Did, yep. did I tell you about this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mentioned that in a previous episode, but this the wife was getting ready. She was like, there's something in the filter. I'm like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, it's a fucking bat. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, it's not a bat. I'm like, pull up the top. It's a dead brown bat just floating in the water. Yep. It's like, oh my God, we got to take out the water. I'm like, no, we just throw more some chlorine in there. Yeah, everything. We're fine. <laughs> chlorine will kill it off. She's like, how do you know there's a bat in there? I'm like, that's it's either a bat or a rat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the bat would go would, for the bugs. Yeah, which, which do, would you prefer to be in here? Because it's one of them. Now, va- vampire bats uh, are, are... I love bats. I, I am a bat fan. I try to talk to wife and let me build... You can actually make... You can build yeah. bat sanctuaries and yep. it kills the mosquitoes. Bats are awesome. Oh, yeah. But oh, she won't God. let me build it because she freaks out because they think they're right. flying her hair. I don't have that problem. I don't have it, hair. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that one's never been an issue for me. I don't really want rabies from one, but I love bats. They're cool as shit. But yeah, I've seen lots of videos like and they will actually crawl across the ground. Really? 
oh yeah, over to cows, and they will reach up because their their saliva actually contains basically a a painkiller. Yeah, and what they will do is they will, in order to to sneak up on bigger prey like that, they're not going to kill them because they're not big enough to, but they will actually walk across the ground, come up and take their bite in the ankle and then back up. Because it's like a mosquito, it also has an anticoagulant, so the blood starts flowing. Well, once they figure out the cow didn't notice it and isn't going to stomp them to death, them and then their buddies will all come up and just basically start drinking off this cow's leg and then take off. But it's cool as shit. Yeah, I figured they were all just flying. But no, it's, uh, yeah, they will walk right across the ground over to a cow and just boop, 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 crawl up and just boop. Take a little bite. And then You're the smart one on this episode. I don't know near that. Yeah, no, I love bats. They're great, man. But yeah, I don't, I don't think a vampire bat is responsible for no, drinking that much blood. In order to drink that much blood, it would have to be the size of like hammerhead bats, which are, you know, like two The horse head bats. Yeah, yeah, the horse head bat from the Philippines. Yep. And those, unfortunately, are not meat eaters. They just eat fruit, yeah. even though they're gigantic Mangoes. and scary. And they're ones that actually, if you ever watched Indiana Jones... Them, them are flying foxes. Yeah, the flying foxes. They eat fruit too. Yep, but they're just yeah, huge. Most, most the bigger the bat, the less likely it is it's going to try to bite you. Let's be yeah. real. That's they they survive on fruit. The small and, ones like women. Small short women are mean. Yeah, right, bigger right. ones are eh, they're okay. <laughs> they're adorable, but <laughs> mean as shit. But yeah, no. But the most famous theory about chupacabra is two. You can combine them. Right. He's an alien. Or he was a pet left by aliens on this yeah, planet. Yeah. Either way, he, he's that'd from be like a really mind. shitty thing to do if you're an alien. Oh, Fred, get out of here! Kick some out of the right, flying saucer. Right. Go fend for yourself. <laughs> Go on, get out of here. It's like somebody just leaving their puppy on the side of the road. But they people should be shot. But they they pull up to our shithole planet. and They're like, drop him off there. Just get Go go potty. Go potty. He keeps pissing Ooh. on everything. We can't have it. <laughs> keeps killing all of our fucking food. Throw him down there. Those dumb apes won't know what's going on. Yeah, and with these alien dropping them off, the most, I know, they dropped them off at El Yunque mm, National Forest in Puerto Rico. Mm. And this is where the, actually, that's like in 73, this is when they talked about the UFO hitting. Oh, the okay. The mountain and that. Yeah. But I don't think it actually hit. I'm going to read you the story. I took this off the internet. This is going to be a little bit long-winded, folks. But the, the interwebs. Yeah, the interrupts. This strange case comes from the files of the re- UFO researcher Scott Corrales and takes us back to October of 1973 when a group of nine campers had come to the mystical, this mystical land for the specific purpose of camping out and hoping to see UFOs. At the time, Puerto Rico was in the midst of an intense UFO flap with sights pouring in from all over the island, in, protect, in particular El Yunque National Forest as well as many reports of cattle mutilations mostly blamed on the blood-sucking entity, entities known as the chupacabras. Things were already somewhat surreal from the beginning of the excursion, with the group encountering a trio of hikers all oddly dressed in the same clothing and wearing nearly identical facial features coming the other way down the mountain as they ascended up the high mountain trail. See, a lot of the story I'm going to read because I haven't heard it all. I've heard yeah. parts of it like yeah. the mountain cr- UFO crashing into a mountain, so we're just yeah, going to read this yeah. whole thing, because there may be stuff I haven't heard like that. <laughs> the trio did not say a word or even acknowledge them. Rather, weirdly, one of the campers would take a photo of the group at this time, which happened to include the other hikers, and they would later be found, they would later be found to have had appeared on film as misty figures, 
but at the time, it was just seemed a bit odd. Huh. The group continued up the trail and set up camp on the mountainside, planning to set up a vigil to watch the skies for any UFO activity. But it would not be from the skies that the strangeness would come. At one point during the night, they were there was heard the crackle of the brush out in the surrounding darkness, which seemed muted, as if it whatever was been trying to be stealthy. El Yunque National Forest has no large predators. So the group naturally assumed that this was another person out there sneaking around. They called out to whoever it was, but there was no answer, and the forest fell silent again for some time. It was so disturbingly quiet, in fact, that they began to doubt they had even really heard anything at all, or had been all in their heads. However, this would soon prove to not be the case at all, and the night would suddenly erupt into a heroin orgy of strangeness. Dude, that's guy who wrote this. That's the, like one, two, three. That's five words that just sums up everything. Right, right. Heroin orgy of high strangeness. They're all going to drop ass and see some freaky shit. I like that statement, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Later that night, the campers were preparing to call it a night and go to sleep when the sounds from the forest began again, this time louder. There was no, uh, now obviously more than one person out there. Using the dim firelight and flashlights, the group peered into the darkness and could now make out at least five or six vaguely humanoid figures furiously creeping about in the forest around them. At several points, one got close enough that they could to their horror, see that they were not people at all, but rather gray-skinned humanoids with elongated ears and claw-like hands. Now hit with sudden sense. Now hit with a sudden sense of urgent dread, the campers made it made to get out of there, but found several of the creatures blocking the trail they had come in on, leaving the only route out through the unknown thick nighttime vegetation that was flanked on some sides by steep cliffs, off limits. Whatever. <coughs> The group's leader, Mr. Heriberto Ramos, will claim that one of the creatures had stopped its constant movement around the camp to stare at him as if it was contemplating him. Ramos took this as a sign that it was perhaps wanted to communicate, so he crept closer to the being. As he approached, she could see that it had a triangular head and extraordinary eyes, and Ramos claimed that he was able to get close enough to actually touch it. All right, red flags. Sorry. This is like a white person, no offense, white person in movies, horror movies. Oh. Poltergeist, TV, throw it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to touch that something. No. As much as I want to say that, yes, that would be like See, but uh, everybody's going to find that, well, that's kind of hypocritical because I'd say I'd go up to the That's a little different. That's an inanimate object. I would go up to inanimate object. Right. If I see something freaky, I'm going to give uh, it a good arm's length and... Because I'm old and I can't run fast. Right. And I usually don't have any type of weapon on me. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a wide berth. Yeah, and if, if it's been, you know, just staring me up and down, I'm not sure how, how jumpy I am to want to go up to this thing, man. That's mm-hmm. that, that's, that's like pushing my limits, sir. Yeah. The creature merely regarded him with a look of curiosity as if it was just as amazed by Ramos as he was of it. It's quiet, calm, belied the wicked-looking claws on its gnarled hand. For a moment, Ramos believed that something important was about to happen, that some communication was about to take place. But another camper then trained a mini-spotlight they had brought on them directly on them to send it scurrying away to its friends still blocking the path. The creature continued to circle camp all night long. I thought they were leaving. Well, they couldn't leave. Oh, okay. 
and other weird things happened as well. At some point, one of the campers allegedly went into a trance-like daze and began walking around the woods like a zombie. Okay, I can explain that right there. High-stress situation people yeah. cause people to go comatose. So yeah. there's probably something that was happening there. That's that oh, yeah. indicator that something traumatic did happen because with me, if okay, I'll tell you a little trait about me. If I'm in a really high-stress situation and you, you want to know I'm stressed out, I start laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I start laughing yeah. a lot at the dumbest things. Yeah. So like, that's how my that's how I deal with stress. Yeah, I, I do too. I get giggly. I get giggly because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm functioning, but I'm just giggle about it. I'm like, oh, you're missing an arm. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the way I am. Yeah. That's how oh, no, my absolutely. brain deals with it. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. When another camper went to retrieve him, he saw out through the murk a glimmering polychromatic egg on the forest floor, which soon held him in a sort of hypnotic state as well, only snapping out of it when the two of them were pulled away by another camper. They would later see one of the creatures holding the egg and speculate that it was some sort of bait to bring them out into the woods for the purpose they could not only guess at. That night, no one would sleep. It was not until daylight began to seep in the landscape that the mysterious humanoids evaporated back into the forest, oddly moving off to where they are known to be a high precipice right behind the tree line. When the morning came, the now exhausted and beraggled campers examined the area to find it peppered with strange footprints, which were large and deep, suggesting something big and heavy. They managed to take photographs of these prints and then go out of there as quickly as possible. Interestingly, this would not be the end of their story. So... They, they're saying they're like short people, but they have deep footprints. Yeah, there's a lot of mass. So that means, if anything, these these creatures came from a high gravity planet. Yeah, so which would make sense. Yeah, because yeah. smaller size, the more you weigh. Yeah. According to Corrales, the reports of this and other strange phenomena from the forest made a splash in UFO circles at the time. The researcher Federico Alvarez good with that name, decided to go out in May of 1974 to investigate along with a group of college students. To go out in the May of 1974 uh, twice. On their way up the paved muddy road in his car, they witnessed a very tall, shadowy figure dash across the road in front of him. They got out and pursued it all the way to the cliff where they lost the trail. It was as if it had just disappeared in the thin air. After this, they went to the Okaha Oka observation tower up towards the peak where the things did get even stranger still. Corrales writes what happened next. As a rudimentary alarm system against possible intruders, Alvarez explained on Martin's program that students devised an ingenious tripwire consisting of aluminum cans, which they strategically placed at the bottom of the stairway, leading to the observation tower. Between 1.30 and 1.45 in the morning, Alvarez stated the cans began to rattle. Hesitantly, the students ascended to the tower observation deck to witness an unsettling sight. The cans were moving around of their own accord, motivated by an invisible force. Some group's members felt that things had gone far enough and wanted to leave the site immediately. If they were prevailed upon to remain for what promised to have another long night, any doubts they might have had about UFOs were resolved at 2 o'clock in the morning when a massive Coruscant Oval some 300 feet in diameter by Alvarez calculation appeared from the gap between two adjacent peaks. It remained motionless for five minutes and in full view of the students were vanishing behind one of the mountains. The unknown craft did not reappear. That's that whole story because you know when they talked about UFO crashing? Yeah. That's not it. That's the story there. Yeah. Now, I, I, I remember reading about 
Uh, obviously not at the time because it was before I was born. But uh, I, I have heard, you know, that, yeah, because they did have a massive month, months long stretch of just sightings. Well, even though you have, if I was, if I was serious right now, if you were to Google UFO sightings in Puerto Rico, that's a daily thing for them. Oh, yeah. There's it's, that one, like, underwater lake thingy yep. that they think is an entrance to an alien base. Yep, yep, yep. But, yeah, it's, uh, I, I've heard some of that story before, uh, but not all of that. Jesus, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. You got to be made a sterner shit than myself to, like I said, walk up to this thing. I mean, you don't know what these things are. Plus, they weren't really thinking. Oh, we're going to an observation tower. Let's get stuck at the top of an observation tower where you can't get down. Come on, people. Well, I mean, of- I, I, I get that because you've got a, a bird's eye view of everything going on, and the cans is a smart plan. Yeah, it, it really is. But there what, was there was that. That's that's all the further they think with the cans because. I'm sorry, tactical situation. Oh, yeah, my no. um, I can't jump 80 feet and hit the right. ground and keep running. <laughs> We're kind of screwed up here. It's like the zombie apocalypse. You don't put yourself in a tower. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, the, the, the part of that that would scare me the most is hearing that go off. And I don't know if I want to look over. I don't know what's scarier, not seeing anything moving those cans <laughs> or what you might see coming up those, you know, the, the, the stairway. That uh, the idea that just creeps me out way too much. I just, uh, it's just a, not a place I would want to go. But if I had been in that that first group and spent the entire night being surrounded by these things, and they're clearly not people, I don't know if I'd be running right back out there, man. I don't know if I would. I don't. I'm ninety nine percent sure I wouldn't be. My my uh, my curiosity only see, goes so far. See, but what they need to do to alleviate their problem is to have a film crew with them. Then they would have been perfectly right. fine. But nothing yeah, would, no shit. Nothing, nothing would have, have showed up. Man. No. But yeah, it's just that story is thrown in with the Chupacabras because yep. that's where some people say it's there. Plus there's also that military base that goes from, Yes. It comes from there. That military base is actually a nuclear military base. I do believe I'm 90% so. sure that it actually is a nuclear power supply and everybody says that's where the Chupacabra came from also. Right. I, I don't know if it has anything to do with the nuclear uh, no, it's just that they. It's but a, yeah, it, it is a it is a bigger base. Actually, it's it's not one of our major bases, but it it's out there enough to be away from prying eyes. Yep, it is really kind of a box that it checks for me. Um, yeah, they could like a lot. I mean, we've seen it even in stuff they've done in bases right here in the continental U.S. Shit, they were doing there that we had no idea. Yeah. It's even easier to pull off a bunch of crazy wild shit when you're in Puerto Rico and there aren't people watching over every move you're making. You yeah, know? pretty much. Especially at that time. I mean, you're looking at 70s. We did have spy planes. Uh, satellites were starting to go up at that point. But it wasn't the technology we have now. You know, they, they weren't sending a drone in because it really didn't exist. You know, even our spy plane was pretty good sized. You know, it's not a little tiny drone with a camera that could be popping in there, damn near silent. You know, we just didn't have that tech. Like I said, it's uh, things like that that kind of check boxes for me. Of there, There's always that unknown of what were they doing. Anytime you don't tell us what you're doing... My head automatically thinks of all the things you probably could have done. Oh, ne- you go down straight down the nefarious road. Oh, yeah. Nefarious needs. You know, it, it's... I, I would rather have somebody telling me exactly what they're doing, even if it's shitty, 
Because then there, there's no uh, 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 look at obfuscation. You're, you're not trying to hide anything from me. It's like, okay, well, that's shitty, but you're coming, you're clean, with, yeah, you're coming clean with <laughs> shitty things you do. I mean, I've even worked for places that were like that. The more you keep things, try to keep things secret, the, worse the wilder people's theories on it become. Yep. I mean, that's just human nature. You know, if, if we don't aren't told what's going on, our brain wants to know what's going on, so we make things up that are going on. And, and you know, usually it's, it becomes a very nefarious plan that you have, even if it's something very simple and basic. If you don't tell people what it is, they're going to go to worst-case scenario. In your head, that's what you do, I and mean, it's <laughs> yeah. human nature to do that. So human nature, Marty, what do you actually think? This is Bert. You're going to give your theories on what right. Chupacabra is. Chupacabra. A chup, a chup, everything I hear is chup, I think of the damn suckers. Chupa chups. Yeah, but either way, what do you think it is? Then I'll get into mine. I honestly do believe we had uh, a group of scientists and that down there that were genetically experimenting with something. I don't know exactly what it is. Any manner of reptile. Uh, like I said, I in cases like this, I usually go back to the original stories of things that they were seeing. And the first ones that popped out were medium to small-sized reptilian uh, creatures that were running around. I believe we were experimenting. To what ends, I don't know. Um, if we were working on some kind of weapon, or even sometimes it, it kind of goes into the, the mountain climber aspect of why did you climb the mountain? Because we could. Yep. You know, there's a lot of our experimentation. Why are we doing that? Because we could try. <laughs> Should we have? No. Well, we <laughs> you know, did it. Like, like Jurassic Park. You know, they, they, they're, they're so busy figuring out whether they can to not even think about whether they, they, they should. Are you, you know? are you channeling your inner Jeff Goldblum? The, the, the Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> the ah, 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 ah. But yeah, no. Uh, that, that is honestly my thoughts on the original Chupacabra. It is something that got out. Uh, I would say a solid 50% of the stories that blew up in 95 were either misidentified or I don't want to say flat out lied, but exaggerated. I think some of the original ones and maybe a few splattered in between in some of those months were actual accounts. And I think by early 96, we had tracked it down uh, and killed it or captured it back to figure it out excuse me, exactly what we were doing with it. Um, what idiot scientists let it out? <laughs> I, I think it's like, any, it, it's no different than, say, the stand, uh, yep. where, where the super flu gets out simply by an accident and panic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something happened, something was faulty. Like any good, good uh, uh, genetic monster movie, somebody's careless one day and you know the genetically modified acid spitting dog gets out you know i mean and then an hour and a half of of fun. what movie is that from uh, man's best friend man oh, lance henrickson i've seen that oh great movie but uh yeah no i i honestly do believe it was something we were fucking with and and more than likely just because we could to see hey what can we do with this i mean at that time Mid-90s, early 90s, genetics was becoming a big thing again. Uh, we were really, we hadn't mapped everything out yet, but we were working on it. You know, I mean, they were in the middle of mapping out everything on the genome. And I think it was shit maybe that we were 
playing around with to see what would work together. Because, I mean, humans themselves actually are kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of different genetic material. We do have some reptilian genetic material in us. Yep. Uh, if it's something, maybe they had been messing with that, see how that actually matches up with other things. Uh, the dog thing, I think, is a completely different thing. Uh, and I think it's a text. It's not a chupacabra at all. Um, it's misidentification of an actually occurring animal. Uh, the, the Sholo. Um, a lot of the other things, like I said, it, it seems like they were... Just tossed in, like the cattle mutilation. Yeah, the their cattle mutilation stuff. Or other stories that, oh, this thing also drank some blood. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make it a chupacabra. I, I, I think the one or two we had are what started these stories really going. I think the stuff that happened before is something else entirely going on. Not a chupacabra at all. Not an alien pet. Not an alien. Um, I think those are their own stories. <laughs> uh, a whole bag full of crazy, wild yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly believe it was an experiment that got out. And by early 96, we had recaptured it. I don't know explain why there's no more it. stories for yeah, it. Yeah, because there's nothing really, other than the stuff that started coming out in Texas, in the Southwest in Texas Oklahoma. America, yeah. And there the creature is completely different. Yeah. I, I, I just... I, it came I, across I believe, the ocean and had to be like, right. America, we got to do it different. I don't get me wrong. I, I believe in shape-shifting creatures. Oh, but yeah. I don't think it's it's something that's switching from a, you know, three-foot reptilian to a quadrupedal dog-like creature. It's just not doing that. I mean, it, it's crossing, crossing the gulf isn't going to do that to you. I nope. think it's a completely different thing. I think it's convenient because uh, I think Chupacabra had the, the big flash name at the time. And so that's what they called it. But yep. yeah, I do believe it, it's it's an experiment that got out of hand. Okay. Well, I'm going to go into my scientific study of this. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> okay, I agree with you. Like on the southwestern American, that's just a misidentified yeah. animal or dog-like creature. It's pretty simple. That's pretty simple to explain. Yeah. But the Puerto Rico one got me thinking, and I actually think it's chupacabra is not. It's just a misidentified lizard. Lies. Lies is not lies. Listen to the science. Listen to the right. my theory. It's not science. Because a lot of people don't know is that there is no large lizards in Puerto Rico, except for the igu- green iguana. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about the green iguana is it's an invasive species. Right. It was brought there by pet owners in the 1970s and got too big and released. But I'm going to tell you a little bit. This is a little description of the green iguana. They can get up to five to six feet long. Yep. They're herbivores, which means they like plants. They can live up to 30 years without predation. Like if they don't have anything killing them yep. in the wild, they can live up to 30 years. It's a long damn time. And their colors go from green, pale blue, and other genetic variations in color. Even They can even be albino. Yeah. And they're found tropical. Now, there's other iguanas, too, that are interesting because you go down the iguana pass. You have the black iguana, and that gets to four and a half feet long. It's an omnivore. Yes. And that eats bats, rodents, frogs, and small birds. Lifespan up to 60 years. Colors black color with dark stripes. Habitats, tropical. Then you got the Cuban rock iguana. Mm. Never heard of that one, have you? No. 
That's five and a half feet long when it's fully matured. It's an omnivore. Eats plants, rodents, dead animals, and even cannibalism. There's reports of cannibalism among them. And they can live up to 60 years. They're dark gray, red, or dark green. And the funny thing about them is most of these, like your black iguana and your green iguana, they don't, when they sleep at night, they go up in a tree and sleep. But with the Cuban rock iguana, they've been known to burrow into dead trees, hollow logs, and limestone crevices. Oh, wow. Yeah. And basically, okay, here's they're an invasive species, like the black iguana is an invasive species in South Florida. And basically, any country, state country I'm going to say right now, these three, like the black iguana, green iguana, and the Cuban iguana, are all invasive species. South Florida, and they're also... Like the green South Florida, Hawaii, oh, Texas, and Puerto Rico, and like Cuban rock iguana has also been seen in South Florida. Now, my theory is that you have these, where you have the green iguana, which would be the biggest of the bunch, yeah, actually crossbred with the rock iguana, because you look at the stripings, you have that, and everybody's like, scientists are like, oh, they can't do it. Like this is where scientists are wrong again. Because they actually found hybrids of them. Yeah. As a cross between a green iguana and a rock iguana. Because the reason they can't breed, it's like, because they're two different geniuses. So they're like, that shouldn't be possible. Well, in 2016, they found it. Oh, shit. And they're like, yeah, this is not normal. Hmm. So if you take that, what does not stop these creatures from evolving rapidly? Because there is no predation. They don't get pre- There's no predators that will eat them in Puerto Rico. Right. So if you have a cross between like the Cuban rock iguana, which will eat birds, and so will the black iguana. Right. And they're all these are all tropical creatures. And the ocean storm hauls shit. Like you find coconuts that grew in like New Hampshire. They have coconuts that wash up there and they're not tropical. So you have these creatures, they're crossbreeding, and now they're eating on chickens. Right. Which would not be that much bigger than them. You got something that's five to six feet long. Right. No. So, it's just like, that's what I think it is. The chupacabra doesn't exist. Sorry, the mystical creature that you think is an alien. I think that's a whole different ball of wax. It's an alien. But the chupacabra they're talking about is actually just a misified, misidentified iguana reptile. Right, right. Which, uh, it makes sense because I, it because make if sense. you look, because you even pointed this out before we talk on the episode, I'm going to use your right. example. If you see this creature kind of like up on the side of a tree, and it's right. a big animal. There. And it's just, and you like don't see the tree, but you see this bright green creature with the black stripes, right. which would be common from this other species because coloration, you have like dark gray or red. Then if you cross it with the black iguana, it's a black color with dark stripes. Right. And they all have these long frills. All iguanas have them long frills. I don't care if it's at night. Everything looks bigger in the dark. Yeah. It's more yeah. exaggerated because you're. Mine's like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Right. So if you have it like sitting on the side of a tree and you see it all of a sudden just takes off, it looks like it ran away, but it actually didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say most most iguanas, once they're adult, do have the, the row of spines down their back. Yeah. Uh, especially when you look, say, like marine iguanas, very pronounced uh, yep. spike ridge, uh, dorsal uh, spike ridge down them. Uh, I don't and know. And if you man. also too, if you look at our Instagram page, if you follow us on Instagram, right. earlier today I posted a picture of an iguana, 
And if you look at the picture, it's a beautiful looking animal. I would oh, love to have this as a pet. Yeah, they're great. You know what that is? That's actually a green iguana. Oh. That is, that is a hybrid. That's a, one of the coloration patterns of a green yeah. iguana. It looks nothing like a green iguana. Yeah. That is all say, natural colors, the redness of it. Yeah. That is an actual green iguana. I was going to say, years ago, I, I had an iguana and had to get rid of it because they do tend to get kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, great animal. But yeah, they do get to be pretty large, and they do have voracious appetites for being reptiles. Yeah. They will eat a lot, like not not Komodo dragon levels of, of appetite, but uh, yeah, they will they will eat a lot. Well, uh, I can I can see it. See, cause I, this this is what led me down this road too, because I actually looked up like extreme evolution, because like I was like, oh, it takes millions of years for this to happen, but not really, folks. If you look at I'm going to give a two, three examples, one I have memorized. This one, we're going to do this off, but the first one is talking about sneaky slugs. You're talking about sea slugs. There are sea slugs out there that have adapted to surviving for months on nothing but sunlight. Oh, shit. Basically what happened is these slugs eat algae. That's all they eat. And what they did by digesting it, they would strip off DNA from the algae and would create photosynthesis, so they're actually able to live off sunlight for months at a time oh that's pretty crazy and the cool thing about it is is when they have kids that kids have the same genetic traits it's passed on to them but the only thing is they have to keep keep, algae to keep it up yeah but if they don't let's say all of a sudden you have no algae for like two weeks like oh we'll just sit here like a flower in the sun and live that's pretty wild then if you're like from new york you probably know about this the time cod oh yes, yes when new yorkers started dumping pc PCBs, a type of industrial toxin in the Hudson River, in 1929, they wiped out a large majority of the wildlife. But at least one species survived and thrived. Over the span of a few decades, PVC, PCBs were banned in 1978. A fish called Tom Cod evolved to resist the poison via natural selection. And when it passes on the same gene. Yep. Then you also have scientists like in the European country, I can't remember which one, but they did a wonderful thing with mice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took, like, uh, was one type of mouse that had, uh, was basically already immune to pesticides. Yep. And crossbred it with a normal house mouth, and they crossbred. And usually when you have hybrids like that, they're sterile, and they're like, with mice, they have so many kids. Eventually, that dice is rolled, and you have offspring. And they're like, yep. oh, yeah, now we have a whole species of mice that are allergic. Immune to pesticides. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, how do we kill these things? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. See, but I'm just saying, that's where my whole thought goes on this, that this evasive species, the green iguana, came to Puerto Rico, crossbred with these other invasive species, because they actually right. have found colonies of these right out the coast of Puerto Rico. And you get this big animal, because originally green iguanas are nothing but herbivores, but then you crossbreed them with something like, they get an easier protein source, Right. Like, oh, we're going to eat this dead animal. Yeah. Now explain, like, even the one that attacks small birds. A chicken is, can be a small bird, chicken, oh, yeah. ducks. Yeah. And especially for something four to five feet long. Yeah. Well, like I said, you, you look at Komodos, they will take down caiman and everything else that's half mm-hmm. their size and chunk it down. But, yeah, like on the, uh, the genetic thing, uh, evolutionary, uh, the one story that has always stuck with me was there was... It was in, I want to say Argentina, Chile, somewhere down there in South America. They had a massive wildfire rip through 
parts of the the uh, rainforest, and in two generations of moth, their offspring had developed darker colored, completely right. different coloring to match in with the charred wood. Yep, and I mean that's in a year basically two two breeding seasons of moths. They had already developed the camouflage covering. Those that didn't develop it were killed off. Yep. So then farther down the line. See, evolution is an amazing thing. Everything happens over millions of years. It can open open happen over just a few generations. Right. And from 1970 to 1995, that's 25 years. Yeah. And iguanas can live to 70 eggs twi- two times a year yeah. when they mate. They mate twice, twice a year. Yep. And it, so it wouldn't take very long for no. that genetic evolution or even evolution period it wouldn't have to be genetic right for them to adapt to different like well we got an easy food source they keep these birds in a pen buffet dude yeah, exactly yeah they're, they're they're locked up right for us here it's just sitting here tear through that chicken wire which or they just dig underneath it and it's like yeah i mean it doesn't take much for it Ooh, there's they're, rabbit on the menu tonight yeah exactly there they are see but i don't understand like like he's like well what about all the goats and sheep that's something else because yeah, I think they would just go after smaller animals. The goats and sheep, I don't think would be. I would not throw it into this iguana's diet because that's too damn big. Yeah, I, I don't even really. Put Unless most they're working of those... like raptors, like from Jurassic Park and Tandem, right, then they right. might be a little different story. But then the whole animal would be torn up. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different mess laying there yeah. than, than what we're dealing with. Yeah, even under under my uh, proposal. I don't put most of the the larger animals into that. I think there's something else maybe going on there. I don't put it into these things. The smaller stuff, it's easy prey. Uh, Even if you're looking at a genetically modified reptilian creature, these things are realistically, the first reports, three to four foot. It's not going after a fucking sheep. No, it, it's the, the likelihood you're going to go after something that's easy to kill. I mean, that's just simply how it is. The only reason we as humans started chasing down mammoth and shit was because we, we had gotten smart enough to work together and use tools to our advantage. One on one, we wouldn't have been eating that shit, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it's it, it, it's too much of a risk. I mean, you look at all nature, uh, big cats. Take, for example, they will always track out the smallest or the sick yep. because it's the easiest chance, less energy spent for maximum amount of, of protein. And I don't think they would, lizards typically are not much different. Uh, reptilian brain, even if it's evolved, it's still going to find the easiest meal. Hell, that's what I still do. You know, <laughs> there, there are nice. That's why I keep like, open the fridge door. It's like, right. like those things goes. You're not looking for a left door. You're just trying to lower your expectations right, every time right. you open the fridge door. <laughs> it's like, realistically, there are some nights where I'm like, oh, man, during the day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this tonight. Then when I get home, it's like, oh, God, that's like 35 minutes of cooking. Or I'll just heat this shit up in 30 minutes and eat it because it's easier. I mean, yeah. that's just... And when it's life or death, I mean, and that's realistically in the wild, that's what you're doing. It's the maximum amount of, of reward... For the least amount of effort. Yep. That's what you're really struggling That's why I'm with. saying it's that's why I'm saying point blank, the chupacabra is not some alien, not some genetic thing. It's just basically a misidentified iguana that actually crossbred is actually eating your small chicken. Sorry folks, that's right. what it is. In Southwest America, you got a dog. Yeah, you with you mange got some dogs or crossbred somewhere. with coyote. 
Now I'm 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 gonna keep my line on on the genetic, and some of that is, uh, like I said at the beginning of the program, I have a soft spot for chupacabras because I saw these things. You saw a soft spot in your head. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Realistically, I I saw them not visually with my eyes, but I mean it's it's a creature I've seen evolve before my eyes, not just being thirty year old stories passed down to me. So I will always have a soft spot. Is that a into shout it. out to me for being old? No, man, no. <laughs> but like, like I said, you know, all the other cryptids, they'd already been around, and, and maybe not old news, but they were already around when I came around. And also, when years old, a new one pops up. I'm like, oh fuck, you're mine. I'm also going to put this out there too. Yes, I do believe in Bigfoot. So do not go out there saying I'm hypocritical, saying I don't believe in chupacabra. If I don't believe in Chupacabra, how can I believe in Bigfoot? Right. Bigfoot's a totally different thing. It's had eons of reports. The right. Chupacabra was a flash in the pan, and it was just a misidentified lizard. Yeah. And and there, there is a difference. in. I mean, this is something that you, to you makes sense that, that this is what it would be. Whereas Sasquatch, it, 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 it defies normal uh, thinking. Yeah, yeah, quantification of, of what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see your, your your idea on it, and it does make sense. It really does. I respect your idea, too, but I think But, yeah, wrong. I don't I mean, I think you're fucking wrong, Fetty. Oh, man. I never said that. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I can I can totally see that. Like I said, you're dealing with uh, dusk to midnight kind of sightings. Uh, it, it's, it's never easy. seen during the day. It's always, yeah. like, at night. And it is easy, very easy to misidentify. Yeah. Uh, what you've seen, like, like I said, I, I myself had had a, a an encounter when I was younger. Uh, West River I had family out there, and we would go fucking around in different fields and shit because there's small towns out there. And we one night heard noises and were getting chased. We saw this shape it come up over this ridge, and we're like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't cow. recognize what that is. It's not a bull. It's not something we normally see. Buffalo certainly. It's smaller than that. And we just booked it the fuck out of the rock. I don't know what this is. We're running. We'd come across an emu farm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you know, at night you're like, oh my god, here's this weird shaped thing. What the fuck are we being chased by? But yeah, once it got up the fence and it's like, bah, 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 and like, ah, oh, fuck, oh, oh, it's like an ostrich thing. I mean, I mean nighttime. All you're seeing is an outline. And like you said, things you see in night, one, it's harder to, to see the outline. Two, your head is already in a weird place when there's something bizarre happening. It's already dark. You're on edge because you can't see everything going on out there. And your head is human nature again. Your, your head goes, oh, shit. And, and try to make And we'll make it into something maybe bigger than it is. I got a story for you, too, that kind of goes along that. I used to work at one of these manufacturing companies out by the airport. Mm, yep. That's no longer there. When I was young, I was probably about, whatever, say, mid-20s. And I went outside, break time, you know, smoke a cigarette. And I cornered my eye. It's a lit-up area. Yeah. And I saw something move. And I turned, and I'm like, my heart stopped, and I dropped in my chest. Right, right. Because I'm like, it's fucking Barkley from Sesame Street, that big-ass dog. <laughs> and instantly, I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, huge, huge-ass dog from Sesame Street, Barkley, I think right, it's his name. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to kill my Barkley. And all of a sudden, 
That's when my brain went instantly too. That's what I saw because of the colors and the shape. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, one of the guys was sitting there, and it made the shape of a dog. And one guy just sat up and looked at me and like waved at me. And I'm like, "That's how your mind works, is it tries it sees two things." I'm like, instantly, there's two people there. They look like one shape. Look like Barkley from Sesame Street. Yeah, it, it, it's it's. I, I think it goes under that. Uh, what is it? Paradelia. Yeah, paradelia. Where where you. Your your face is your your head is looking for something familiar and whatever's well, on my your first mind, familiar side was Barkley from Sesame. Right, it, I was be mauled by. I them. mean, the, the shape at the time I was like, oh fuck, that's a shape of a dog. That's a giant dog, and that's what your head automatically goes to. And it scared the little, oh. almost literally the <laughs> shit out of me because I'm like, serious, my heart stopped and sunk <laughs> down to my right. groin. I'm like, I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> oh my god! At the time I see something weird, and it's something that's gonna eat me. <laughs> Sons of bitches. So, that's about all we got tonight, folks, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, we'll try and get it more on Wednesday, but like I said, we had the sickness this week. Right, right. My kid had the sickness. I didn't want to get my beautiful boyfriend, Marty, sick. Yeah, it's, it's not. I, I'm not against being sick because I'm all about losing out of work. Um, yeah, you have, no, you I have actually, vacation days. I don't. I, I do have a pile. And yeah, like, like this is actually, honestly, the first full week of work I've had in a month. And I fucking do not recommend it. it it's <laughs> awful. It was fucking awful. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, I think all I got uh, with the uh, La Chupa Cupra. That goat sucker. The Chupa Chupa. Yep. All right, folks. Well, have a good night. Bye. Oh, my God.